Hello, everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of Volley. I'm Carolyn April, and as always, looking for my good friend Seth Robinson. Seth. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I have. I've got a headache, so you're gonna have to carry us uh, for this podcast. Listening to the dulcet tones of Carolyn will just get that (laughs) all all gone away. Feel good. Right. right. I'm sorry to hear that. I don't have a headache, and quite often I do. So I was sort of woke up today, and I thought, well, I had a good night's sleep. For you know, I'm not a great sleeper. I know you're not a great sleeper either. And uh, I didn't. I last night I conked out and went all the way to morning. That's rarity, very rare. Yeah, I've been um, getting to sleep fine, but then I'm waking up early, and then I start thinking about the day ahead. And uh, and these days I've been like, I think I could probably go down and play Xbox for an hour. (laughs) I go do that and. So, I don't know. To do that, that stimulates you, you know, and then you, know, you shouldn't be looking at your phone or playing video games. But. Oh, at that, yeah, at that point I'm up. It's not like I'm going down there to try to make it help me go back to sleep or anything. Um, yeah, but oh well. Oh well. Well, I hope your headache goes away. Yeah, I, my, my daughter's coming home today from school for break. When is, is Kate home or, she, or she when is she? She's home Monday night. Okay. So, yep, the holiday season is coming. She'll be here. Uh, we're not going anywhere. It's just us, you know, like it always is. So, yeah, really looking forward to it. I think we're going to have a good time. We've got some plans, and um, we'll hang out a lot, you know, me and me and all the kids. And I think my wife will kind of be working around the house and doing some things, and I'll just, you know, try to stay out of her hair. There you go. Well, it sounds How about nice you? Note. What do you got going on? Well, uh, it's pretty pretty similar. We're not well. Actually, I'm going skiing the day after Christmas, going up to Northern Vermont, uh, New Hampshire, and for three days to ski with. We uh, got a house with a bunch of family, so that'll be fun. But the Christmas itself, uh, I'm ha- I'm hosting Christmas Eve here, um, and then my mother has Christmas Day. But otherwise, we're just you know we're just home and skiing, and we have no big plans, and and uh, hopefully we'll get some snow. I think up north it's pretty good for skiing conditions, but right now we've had a little bit, little bit of a drought here in snow for the last few weeks. Uh, but yeah, other than that, mm. just chilling. Well, hopefully a good time for both of us. Yeah, looking forward to it. So today we want to talk about we want to reflect today, right? We want to think about what's gone on this year as we start to look ahead to 2019 and we yeah. can talk about that. we can talk about that in a few weeks but uh but let's look back on sort of what was going on in, in our tech world and and our industry uh for the last 12 months yeah i think that's a good idea and and for me when i was trying to get ready for this i, I was thinking about it and I, I didn't have a whole lot that was coming to mind like no huge well a, a couple, you know, big stories, but not unique ones. So like security, we'll probably talk about that a little bit, but we've had that. Uh, and so I, I felt like not a lot was coming to mind. And then I saw that Google released their top 10 searches of the year. And for the first year in a long time, there's no technology on there. No, you know, iPhone, no new gadget, no, you know, major trend like cloud computing. It was all, you know, World Cup and celebrities and Stuff like that. Um, and, and so I think that maybe the thing that I was kind of feeling when I was having trouble thinking of a big tech story of the year is kind of happening across the entire landscape. That technology, as we've been talking about for a long time, has become so entrenched in business and society 
that it's becoming hard to separate it out and it's becoming hard to just talk about the technology. Now we're talking about society. We're talking about business in general. Uh, and uh, we, you know, like I said, we've been kind of approaching this for a while when we've been talking about digital transformation um, or the effects of technology on society. But it really feels like this year we arrived there more than we have in the past. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think technology is now just a fabric of our lives, not to be as a Hallmark cliche, but I mean, it honestly seems as though it's no longer, and you talk about this a lot in some of the work that you've done research-wise, as you said, like digital orgs, is that this isn't about the next big thing or next big product or the next, you know, feature or even um, technology is just... It's more of a holistic thing if you're talking about how it is within a, co- a company and how a company uses it, at least a company that's doing it right, should be thinking about technology more in a systemic kind of way. And and, and then in society, as you know, in greater society, I think, while we're all more addicted, I think, to our technology, it, it, it's sort of a given. It's a given. It, it's, it would be weird if, if you weren't using technology, then you're the, you're, you're the anomaly. And it's so pervasive and ubiquitous now that it's it's sort of lost whatever whiz bang that we used to um that we used to apply to it yeah i i think it has lost some of that whiz bang and and at the same time the conversation has shifted right because if we're not talking about a whiz bang thing and kind of unpacking the features of that then what we're talking about is something that's integrated into business and society. And and again, we've seen those discussions happening throughout the year when we're talking about these huge tech conglomerates that are really shaping consumer behavior uh, or business workflow. And and I think we're we're seeing how some of that is, is maybe going to shift and it's not going to stand on its own. So you can't just look at like social media and say, okay, here is this thing, social media, and here's how it's going to operate. But now that it's really driving society and now it, that it's become so pervasive, you have to back up and talk about it from a society point of view, not as the technology itself. And I think that that's something that you know we're wrestling with a little bit is is how exactly do we frame that and what are the responsibilities of these people creating technology and how would we do some kind of self-checking as we're making more and more of an impact? Uh, but that's that's really the way that I see the discussion beginning to turn. Yeah, no, I, I think there's a real genuine concern. Um, at least I have it that because technology becomes so pervasive, as we've said uh, throughout society, that it's almost a given. Um, that we become complacent about its impact, and and there can be many negative impacts. And you know, like we said, one of the you know the bigger stories of the year, and it's no surprise to our our listeners out there have been, you know, some of these massive data breaches, and you know, privacy concerns and security concerns, and you know, and you know, everyone on the planet, you know, uh, was affected almost by the Equifax thing that happened, and and. And if we don't, I think we've reached a point now with technology that is just sort of ubiquitous across the population for the most part. There are some people in, in regions that are, it is not, but it is ubiquitous and taken for granted. And and then the ensuing complacency that could happen is uh, could be a problem, is that you know we're not paying enough attention to some of the downsides or we're not being diligent enough or vigilant enough to um, to make sure that we just don't consider technology safe all the time or useful all the time or frankly good for us all the time and i have a lot to say on 
everything social media and phones and what I think the impact has been on, on young people and this generation. And I could go on my soapbox about that. But I truly think it's changed how young people, how they are. I mean, I, I, I don't recognize some of the same patterns that I grew up with, you know. And, and so I, I hate to see technology become so much of a uh, just a shrug your shoulders. It's part of our society without any oversight whatsoever. Yeah, I and the oversight will be an interesting thing to watch moving forward. I think, you know, we're getting closer and closer to a point where we're talking about what are the regulations that need to be applied to these companies. And we've talked about this on the podcast before as well, that it's very difficult to apply some of the same thinking and some of the same regulatory practice to these tech companies because they're not turning into monopolies in the same way that companies did in the past. Um, right. And... And so when it comes to security and privacy and data breaches and informing consumers, um, those are the types of things that, that we have to look at. And, and I think that one of the things that makes this so challenging is we, we don't know exactly how to handle the data. Uh, and so all these companies are, are really beginning to monetize data. And they can make certain pieces of it transparent, but what they're not making transparent is what they're doing with the data. And so if you look at like a social media site, you can kind of go to their privacy policy and you can see what they know about you. What you can't see is how they turn what they know about you into information that they would give to advertisers. Um, and and again, that's that's kind of their IP. And so they obviously don't want to make it transparent. But at the same time, some of that knowledge is the stuff that can lead to security breaches or, you know, on on the human end of the spectrum, real danger for people if uh, they're in certain countries and their uh, sexual identity or whatever ends up getting outed by a social network. Uh, that's not good for them, right? And so being able to see kind of inside the factory, um, I, I think will be an interesting turning point for the, the next year or so. Yeah, and I wonder if that will happen though. I mean, will we ever be able to see how exactly they're using our information? Um, like you said, we, we get to see what they have on us, I suppose, when, uh, but we don't know in, in what ways they manipulate it or, or com commercialize it uh, for their own gain. I often wonder, like, is are you ever able to act truly unplug? Um, not that I want to, but some some days I do, and I wonder, you know, could you just could you be could you erase yourself from, you know, the technology landscape, uh, or if you have ever used the internet even once, that's it. You're you know you're 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 cataloged forever. <laughs> yeah, uh, you you probably are. They're they're probably always watching us. Okay, now we're starting to sound like Big Brother, but yeah, well. <laughs> so, it's true. It's a little scary that way. Well, you know, let's maybe there's some positives though. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna localize this a little bit more to um, to uh, our industry from a from a technology um, business perspective. So let's talk about the IT channel just a little bit because I focus a lot on that during the year. And you know, I saw some positives this year for the channel. Um, I thought that the at least the data that I'm seeing is showing that um, their path to business transformation and becoming more digital businesses and beginning to embrace emerging technologies to a certain degree and really sort of having a more positive attitude about all the change that's happening around them. Uh, I thought that was a good that was a good thing for this year and and I saw that as a as a nice spike in in, in optimism and it might maybe a function of, of the economy being pretty good right now and and all of that but you know I thought I saw 
some uh, some more progressive views within the channel community this year and some new entrants. We're seeing a lot of new players that are coming into for like the software as a service ecosystem uh, and other types of companies that may not have been within the channel ecosystem in the, in the past or even consider themselves. And they may still not, as we've talked about many times on the podcast, but I think I would give this overall, I'll give it a sort of a thumbs up year for the channel. Um, so we'll try to throw some positive news in there. Yeah, I think I think in general, you know, the point that you're talking about is the the amount of opportunity that comes from technology becoming a more ingrained part of business and society. Uh, that as as that happens, there's opportunity, you know, not only to kind of do that integration, but also there's new opportunity to kind of figure out what are the ripple effects of that integration. And you saw it on the channel side. I think we see it also on the IT pro side. Um, we talk a lot about skills gap, and I think that that topic in general is becoming a, a broad one that covers both of these areas. You know, we have to talk about all of the nitty gritty, hardcore technical work that has to get done. And then we have to talk about, you know, some of the more senior level strategic um, kind of making sure that that everything is happening responsibly. All of those things are part of the skills gap as well. Uh, and so that obviously impacts the companies that are trying to enable businesses to use technology, and it affects the individuals inside those companies that are trying to implement the technology. Yeah, we're definitely at a, at a good point. If you, I mean, if you want to go into a career in tech, in, in, in tech um, this is a perfect time. Uh, there is There are so many new technologies coming onto the scene. They all need to be tied together in some sort of holistic way. Um, the level of skill uh, is important, but there are also, like you said, that sort of bedrock foundational type of, of, of technology infrastructure that still needs to be taken care of. So you can enter tech, a tech career almost at any point. You can start at, you know, at the very um, lowest rung and, and then move up to some of the strategic things that are happening, whether it's a cloud initiative or some sort of analytics thing that's going on within a, within a corporation. And as we've seen in all our research, you know, employers are just starving for um, starving for employees right now who have the right skill set or who they can train, you know, or, or have the ability to be trained to uh, acquire those skill sets. And so, you know, if you're think if you're you know of a certain age and you're thinking or you want to do something different if you're mid career, I mean, this is a good time to get into a tech industry job or not just a tech industry. I should correct that. What I mean is just a technology job within any any industry. Yeah, it could happen. Could happen anywhere. Right. You know, in terms of the, the technologies that are being used, um, one thing that we talk about a lot is emerging technology. And, you know, I wonder what your thoughts on this are. But I think as we watched that, as I watched that over the year, um, we, we kind of saw the, the distinction between emerging technology being a really interesting topic of discussion and you've got some theoretical use cases and maybe you've got a few proof of concept type of things out there, but there's still a gap between all of those things and having these emerging technologies really be a mainstream part of business. And I, I think that's true for artificial intelligence, um, machine learning, um, you know, VR and AR, the, the one emerging tech that, that maybe I think is starting to get a little bit more pickup would be Internet of Things. But all these other ones that we focus on a lot, um, I, I, I don't think we've seen adoption picking up very rapidly throughout the year. And, you know, again, I, I talk a lot about how we tend to compare all these 
emerging tech trends to cloud computing because it feels like that was the tipping point into a lot of this digital transformation and this point that we've ended up at this year. Um, but cloud computing was really unique in its accessibility and in the speed that it, uh, companies adopted. And I think we're seeing some regression now back to we need to see some of these technologies be more productized and we need to see how some of them are going to actually be an improvement over some of the things that are already in place. Um, so I think there was some good momentum there. Um, but other than IoT, like I said, I don't, I don't feel like I can point to one where it really uh, landed this year. And, and you've got companies across the spectrum saying that's going to be part of our strategy in the next 12 months. Yeah, no, I would agree with you there. I think we're really in an experimentation phase right now. And I know you've done a lot of research around emerging tech, and we fall into the trap of, of making that one big umbrella term for a whole bunch of things. And like you said, it's, it's, it's many different things. And some of them fit together and complement one another, and others are really distinct in, in, in what they do. Uh, you know, and, and so, yeah, I see pickup around IoT. I saw that in my state of the channel data when we asked a lot of emerging tech questions, and we ran down a laundry list of, of, of the emerging techs that we identify. And the, you know, the one that has the most pickup at this point is IoT that they're selling or implementing in some way from a channel company perspective, which also means then that I'm sure IT pros are working with it and end and, and customers. Um, but I think you're right. I think we're very early on, and I think it is a mistake to compare what's going on with emerging tech to what went on with cloud. Um, uh, and it's it's going to be, I think, a, I think a slower process uh, than we might think, than we might be expecting based on all the hype that we're hearing around emerging tech. Uh, and I think a lot of the people that are either selling it or implementing it from a channel perspective are going to pick one or two areas, not the whole kit and caboodle, to use that little outdated term. Um, and it's, you know, it's so I think categorizing it all under one umbrella may be a big mistake. And I know you agree with me on that. Yeah. Yeah. I also agree with your use of the term kit and caboodle. Um, We're going to start saying that. Every, let's start every podcast, kit and caboodle. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll work it into our reports as well. Yes, got to work that in. I don't even know if you hyphenate it or. Is it <laughs> We're going to have to figure it out. Yeah, I'm going to have to Google that. You know, yeah. the other uh, technology that I would probably point out specifically besides IoT is blockchain, or if I were to try to make that more generic, like distributed ledger technology. There's been, you know, so much in the news over the past maybe 18 months, maybe 24 months about Bitcoin and the valuation of Bitcoin and then what people are trying to do, you know, with other cryptocurrencies or with the, the distributed ledger technology in general. And I, I feel like the jury is still out on that one. Obviously, the valuation of these cryptocurrencies uh, has plummeted recently, might bounce back up, but it's kind of a roller coaster. But beyond that, I, I feel like there are a few fundamental issues of, of these technologies that need to be addressed, you know, in terms of uh, what exactly are they replacing? And are they a true improvement on what they're in place replacing? And does there still need to be some centralization, even though everything wants to be decentralized in this technology uh, in order to make it as useful as possible? There, there's a lot of interesting things happening in this space. Uh, but, you know, aside from needing to kind of productize this, I, I feel like there are a couple of big questions that need to get answered uh, before we can figure out if this is really going to be the way that uh, a lot of technology is is built on uh, over over the the next few years, or uh, if it's not quite going to make it. 
Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, you're a little over my head right now on some of this stuff, but I think I'm the average person uh, who I think a lot of this is very esoteric at this point. And but I think it's but there you know there are brains out there that are trying to figure out how this is going to be whether or not this is going to be the way we do things going forward. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. And I I I mean I I think blockchain is very interesting. Um, cryptocurrency and all of that. I it's. Uh, it, it's something that I haven't really, I haven't not not been able to sort of absorb right now. Yeah. So if I and, and you know, and I'm work in the tech industry, so think about then the average human being. Uh, how long did it take people to move to online banking? Think of that. Right. Where or even e-commerce, you know, anything, you know, buying something online. There were people that you know held out on that forever um, because they just didn't trust it. So it'll be interesting to see how that develops. Yep. Well, anything else jump out at you? I had one. I had one more, but anything else jump out at you? Um, I think we're kind of covered the landscape because you don't want me to start talking about politics this year because that would be, you know, it would be, you know, I could speak for hours on that. Uh, no, um, we will have to spin off a, a second podcast for you to be able to do that. <laughs> so we'll just stay out of government and politics and all that jazz. So what? Shoot, what do you got? The the last one that I had is uh, a bit of a small one, but as I was thinking back over the year, I kind of thought, hey, what, whatever happened to that? And uh, this is a little bit in your wheelhouse because it's journalism. It's that Bloomberg story that came up a few months ago about tiny chips being inserted on motherboards that were going into servers. We talked mm -hmm. about that one on the podcast. We talked about it, I think, within the first couple of weeks that it came up. And when we talked about it, we were kind of saying, eh, hard to tell exactly what's going on here at this point. But now, like I said, when I was thinking back on the year, it's kind of disappeared. Like there was never that much of a resolution. Uh, and so when I dug into it, I can see that the, the companies like Apple and Amazon that were named in this report are right. still kind of looking to Bloomberg to post a correction or retract the story or do something because they're still, you know, adamantly against it. And, and it appears that Bloomberg is digging in more and doing a little bit more investigative work to try to understand where the discrepancy might be between, you know, what what they think they had from their sources and, and what these companies are saying. But it's interesting because that one, you know, seemed to be a, a huge deal. Like if true, it was potentially huge. And now it's just gone away. Uh, without really much of a resolution whatsoever. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I hadn't even uh, thought about that probably since the last time we talked about it, which proves your point right here, right? Um, that no one's talking about it right now. Uh, it doesn't surprise me that Bloomberg is not going to do a retraction. Um, I, I, I believe Bloomberg uh, would not have gone to press with that if they didn't have, and I'm not here to totally vouch for them, but that's a big story that you, you, know, that you go, there's got to be some sort of significant sourcing behind that. Uh, and it obviously behooves the companies who are named to say, wait a minute, that's not really happening, and to deny it. Uh, but if true, and let's just say, you know, for sake of argument, it is true, it is a big deal, and we should be talking about it. And there should be some sort of repercussion here, uh, or we should all be a bit afraid. And maybe that takes us full circle to what we started with here, as people now are so almost immune to technology. There's a, this, that you know, a breach here every day. You read this headline, you read that headline, and people are just shrugging their shoulders. Yeah, and I would even say, if not true, it needs to be talked about. Because to your point, you know, this is Bloomberg we're talking about. It's not just some random dude's blog. They had their right. sources, they followed their practices. And how was that able to lead to them publishing a story? 
Um, you know, we, we talk a lot about security and hacks, um, I, you know, and this almost seems like another form of that, that, you know, is, is someone planting enough reliable sources or enough credible evidence or whatever that could lead to something like this that, again, you, th- you could think about it potentially damaging the value of a company or whatever. Um, and, and how exactly did that happen? Um, and like I said, as of yet, no real resolution. So kind of an interesting one. Or determining the election of a president of the United States. Right, right. So... That'll be my one little political plug, but it fits right in. Uh, should have been on my list of things to talk about today from a technology perspective is uh, Russian trolls on Facebook. But it does have an impact. It's, it's scary. Sometimes I just want to do the whole unplug thing, as I said before. Um, but that's not realistic. And yeah, I'd be out of a job. Not, not so much. Well... Yeah. Um, we didn't talk a lot about what CompTIA did over the year, but there's actually a really great post on the CompTIA blog that was written by Nancy Hammervick, who we had on the podcast a yes. few weeks ago. Yes, I read that. Um, so I will include that in the show notes. Uh, and then, like you said, I think we're going to take a little bit of a break here, but then in a few weeks, we'll come back with our look ahead into 2019 and probably kind of give a preview of our annual industry outlook report. Yes. Yeah, we definitely should do that. So um, I guess it's happy holidays and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's and all that and hoping that you enjoy the time with your family. Same to you uh, and to all of our listeners. Thanks to everyone for listening. I think it's been a great year on the podcast, uh, as always. I've really enjoyed doing it with you and looking forward to more of the same next year. Yeah, absolutely. It's been great. It's been a good year. So, all right, signing off. All right. Take care. Yep. Bye.